Hello, and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week, I'm bringing you no-nonsense, no-BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Hello, hello again. It is Andrea with another amazing episode of the Profitable Practice Podcast. I have a really wonderful show for you today and what we are talking about is how to do basically what it is that I'm doing. If you've been listening to podcasts and really love the way that they sound and what you learn from them and you really want to get involved in this type of a media, this is why I brought Melvin onto the show. He is going to help walk you through how to start your podcast, how to help it grow, and most importantly, how it's going to help to grow your business. Because that's the whole reason why I started this podcast was to find ways to help you stop trading your dollars for patients in front of you. Because if they're not there, you're not making any money. And one of the things that Melvin talks about very clearly, which I think is incredibly important, is it's important in your business to to have your hand in multiple cookie jars and trying to find more ways to leverage income into your business as opposed to just trading time for service. So uh, the podcasting is definitely one of those phenomenal ways for you to do that and that's why I can't wait for you to get started on today's interview. Before we get there, let's talk about the sponsor of this show. It is my seven-day detox program. It is on the website maximizebusiness.ca forward slash seven, the number seven day detox program, and that's available for you to check out. And the reason why I love to tell people about this on every show is because it legitimately has been a game changer in my business. And even today, I've had three patients come back that haven't seen me in a while wanting to start the detox over again. So for me, it's been a really easy way to make some extra residual income and my patients love it and I probably get the most referrals based on that alone. So I wanted to put that together for you and share that with you guys because I basically share everything with you guys. Uh, So definitely go check that out on the website. So we are about ready to start with Melvin. Let's join the interview now. Hi, Melvin. Thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you give everybody a brief synopsis of what your business is like and how podcasting has really helped transform it for you? Yeah, of course. Um, Andrea, first of all, it's uh, so good to connect. Uh, excited to be on the show and, and talk about a topic that's, uh, I guess, dear and near to my heart now. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I started my podcasting journey in May of 2015. Well, actually, the journey started a little before. Uh, so I'm a clinical psychologist <laughs> by profession. And one of the, uh, so I was in a group private practice. And one of the things that I wanted to do was go into solo practice eventually. And uh, what I realized was there, uh, I, I imagine this is true for a lot of healthcare professionals, which is we take a lot of classes, we do a lot of clinical rotations, but we don't actually learn how to run a business, right? Yeah. And, and so I, so what I would do is I would meet with two other friends that were uh, that were colleagues as well. And we'd be like, you know, how do we do this? What do we do? And uh, those meetings combined with 
a snowstorm here in Philadelphia that ended up, uh, I think, almost 40 inches of snow. Uh, I ended up having to cancel three days worth of clients, um, and it was a significant loss of income. Uh, we were actually saving up for our, the down payment on our home. Yeah. So it was just this crazy scenario. So I, uh, that, I think, motivated me to launch my podcast um, because, one, I wanted to help my colleagues learn some of those business and marketing lessons. I wanted to interview successful practitioners about what they were doing. And then I also just wanted to teach and and help my colleagues think a little differently about how to exist as business owners in this day and age, right? So beyond just sort of what I call trading time to create income, uh, Mm -hmm. beyond that. So, you know, creating things like writing a book, doing workshops, creating a course, uh, creating supplemental income streams. So that's uh, kind of where my story started. And so how has this evolved? So you've been doing this for almost two full years now. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening that are are trying to find the media streams that can help them really get some leverage. And we're not talking about it from our perspective of helping other naturopaths grow their business. We want to help the naturopaths in business grow their business, right? So, you know, we hear about blogging all the time when we hear about Mm -hmm. YouTube all the time. What was it about podcasting that really resonated with you to get you choosing this stream to help to grow your business? Yeah, no, that's a a great question. So I think we're both saying this, which is uh, I think in this day and age, you need some kind of a platform to get your message out there uh, about uh, not just about your business, but what uh, what I call the deeper why. Right. What's the reason? What's that deeper reason who you who you serve and why you serve them kind of idea? Um, I chose podcasting because a couple of reasons. One, um, it was a brand new medium, you know, uh, and it's it's a medium that's rapidly growing. So uh, here the latest data just came out and now 67 million people in the U.S. are listening to podcasts every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about 24% of the entire U.S. population, which doesn't actually seem like a huge number uh, until you realize like 21% of the population uses Twitter on a regular basis. Uh, I read some random stat like 20% identify as Catholic here in the U.S., which is really crazy, right? <laughs> like that there are now more podcast listeners than identify as Catholic. <laughs> so, um, so uh, you know, uh, but what's been neat about podcasting is uh, you see this trend here in the last five to six years, there's been this very steady growth. Um, I think it's for a couple of reasons. One is more and more folks have access to smartphones. Um, I think the d- latest data shows by 2020, about 70% of the world is going to have an access to a smartphone, which is really important because that's how they consume podcasts. Yes. Um, the other big reason I think is because, so I, I love video. I mean, actually I I don't love video. Uh, video actually frightens me. It's actually taken a while to get used to video. Uh, I thought this uh, medium of podcasting, most podcasts tend to be audio, right? Uh, and I just thought the audio version, um, it catered more to my strengths, right? Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have to, to be all like dressed up. Uh, I could just have a conversation. Um, the other reason I, I just thought, uh, like it was easier to repurpose that content, right? Like I'm all about uh, working smarter, not harder. Yes. Right? So you could take podcast content and you could write it into 
if you want, you could turn it into show notes, or you could do it as an opt-in for your uh, newsletter, for example. Or let's say you do a bunch of podcast episodes, you could actually look at the data and say, oh, wow, here are my most popular episodes, and it was on this topic. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can repurpose this now into more paid content or paid services or products. So with regards to the podcasting space, I agree with you. Now, when I started, which was about a year and a half ago, what got me was that compared to blogs, there's not as many podcast shows out there. So I really wanted to have a piece of kind of a smaller pie and hopefully get a little bit more leverage that way. But another thing that deters a lot of people from starting something is, well, there's so many people that are already doing a better job than me. There's so many people that are already doing a podcast on healthy living. Why would somebody want to listen to my show? And so I wanted to ask you about overcoming that fear and trepidation around starting a podcast for some people that might have the same kind of idea as you. You know, audio is my medium. That's what I would love to do is run a podcast, but I don't want to start it, make the investment in time and money to do that, and then just be kind of, you know, weighed down by all these big people like Tim Ferriss and Sean Croxton, yeah. and I'm sh- I don't know if Marie Forleo has one, but she could easily have mm-hmm. one. You know, all these big names that are already in the health industry. What would you say to those people that are sort of nervous about potentially starting on this new journey of podcasting. Yeah, I, uh, well, truth be told, I actually sat on my idea for five months. So the original idea came sometime in the fall of that previous year, uh, mainly for the exact same reasons I was terrified. Mm -hmm. There are already some other podcasts out there. So I learned two things. One um, is that uh, if there are other podcasts out there, that's actually a great validator because that means there's already a listening audience who wants that type of content. Right. So I think what I used to see it as is, oh, my gosh, there's already podcasts out there. What's the point of me saying it? What's the point of me launching? Right. Uh, I think the second thing I realized is that um, uh, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Uh, We were just talking about um, how to not let the fear stop you from becoming a podcaster Um, in the health industry. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, So the second thing I I realized is, um, I think all of us like have, have, we have a depth of training, and we have unique experiences, right, both clinically and non clinically. Uh, I think I never fully like appreciated that, right, because we go through our training and we're just like, you know, I've done this. It's not that big of a deal, right? But to the outside person, right, that that realizes, oh, my gosh, you have all this knowledge. Right. Like, I I guess what I'm trying to say is I think sometimes we see ourselves differently than other people see us. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, And what I realized is even though there are other podcasts out there, I had a unique perspective to share. And just by nature, um, there's going to be people that resonate with my message and the way that I'm presenting things in a way that's different than than others. Right. And that's really probably the most important thing when it comes to any form of social media, blogging, podcasting, emails or whatever is no one is going to have it from the perspective of you. No one's going to say it quite like you. No one's going to do it quite like you. So really embracing your individuality, I think, is a huge part. So then I want to ask you, you had this idea. 
you you're mm-hmm. like okay i'm gonna podcast you're sitting on it and then you actually start the execution process if you mm-hmm. can remember what were the steps that you took and what are like the different platforms you had to research and how did you set up the podcast to begin with because now we're getting into a bit of the tech stuff and yeah. this is also what scares people so if you can remember what are those steps that you took to start your podcast yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so I know initially I had a lot of gear envy, like I, I wanted like, uh, you know, NPR quality sound yeah. and all of those things. I was like, well, first of all, am I going to have to change my room into like a recording studio or something? Yep. Right. So mm-hmm. like, I think those are two big fears. Uh, I think what I realized was the more research I did in the online space, like one is just realizing there's gear envy and that I think gear envy stops a lot of people from actually taking action to launch a podcast. Uh, what I do is, uh, so what I just decided was, hey, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to have something that's good enough. And as the podcast grows, um, I can always choose to upgrade and all of those things. So actually this recording mic, this is what I've used since day one of my podcast. We just recorded episode 121 now. Congratulations. Yeah, no, thank you. But, uh, yeah, so this is the Audio Technica ATR uh, twenty one hundred USB. It's a this mic just plugs into a laptop or a mm-hmm. desktop. It's around sixty dollars on Amazon. Uh, I I like it because it you know I don't need like a mixer and all this fancy stuff. Yeah, uh, just kind of make it happen. Uh, I do have a couple of little pieces that I've added. So I mean, this is called uh, I guess I don't know what the I, I think it's called a sound or a windscreen, but people call it a clown nose. So uh, (laughs) this is basically a little piece of, you could tell why, right? So uh, uh, this is basically just a piece of um, foam. It's around $2 on Amazon. Mm -hmm. You can actually add it as an add-on thing. But uh, that does a couple of things. One is it will, um, it, it, so naturally when we talk, uh, letters that start with P and B tend to make kind of a popping noise. And so this helps to buffer that noise. Um, so, uh, and then the other thing is just kind of a protective cover for the mic. Um, the only other thing I added was actually this little arm. I don't know if you guys, if you can see it, but like I have a little arm and that's around, uh, I think 20 bucks on Amazon. This yeah. is made by a company called Newer. Um, and that's just uh, holds the mic. This mic actually comes with a, a smaller mic arm, but I just wasn't a big fan of it because it was hard to like move around. So, right. Um, and then all you basically needed was your laptop. And yeah. now for um, audio recording software, what are yeah. you using? So currently, right now, we're just using Skype. Like I yeah. downloaded Call Recorder. I think it's $27 a one-time purchase. Yeah. And that's how we're recording the audio, the video. But other people will use Audacity, which is a totally free app that you can download mm-hmm. to your laptop. What are yeah. you using to record? So, yeah. So I use the combo of that. So uh, some of my episodes, I do solo episodes. And when I do that, I record in Audacity. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm doing interview-based episodes, I'll use the the combo of Skype and Ecamm Call Recorder. Right. Uh, yeah, there's I mean, one of the neatest things about the podcasting space is as it's uh, as it's really growing, there's a lot more companies that are coming into the space. Um, so uh, there's a couple of different ones, like one that I like uh, that folks can also check out. It's called Ringer, R-I-N-G-R dot com. And that actually lets you uh, record podcast conversations directly from a phone. 
Um, oh, perfect. Actually, yeah, actually completely bypassed the computer. So so we have no excuse then. We have our <laughs> we have our mic. We have yeah. our recording abilities. Then the, the next question is how do we get it onto iTunes and Stitcher and all those other places? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's a good question. So one of the things I was trying to figure out was uh, now, do I just like, this is going to take forever if I'm trying to upload my episodes in all of these different directories, right? And it's key to put it in those directories because that's where people are listening. That's where people are hanging out. So yep. it's kind of a smart idea. Um, I use a company called Libsyn, uh, L-I-B-S-Y-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, a, uh, they're known as a podcast host. So basically what you do is you upload your newest episode to Libsyn. And Lipson basically talks with all of these different directories and p- kind of puts it into those directories automatically for you. So it Perfect. saves a ton of time. Yeah. Good for you. So there, we basically just did it. We made a whole <laughs> we- podcast show in like three minutes. Yeah. Right. Basically three minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then um, with regards to finding people to come on to your show, this is another thing that starts to worry people is asking someone to come on to their show like even when I started I um I worked with someone who helped set up my podcast for me and my website and everything like that and she takes care of it still to this day because it's one less thing that I have to worry about and I had to record 15 shows before she would even launch the podcast and so that next step of course is well how am I going to fill the content what am I going to talk about who am I going to talk to I personally have not had any issues inviting anybody onto my show, regardless of how, you know, quote unquote, popular they are in the online space. Have you found the exact same thing? Yeah, I mean, I've had a very similar experience. Uh, I was actually quite, it sounds like you were a lot more brave than I was. (laughs) Uh, I was pretty nervous about, about reaching out to folks just because, you know, I was not really known in the space. Uh, I was worried about whether people would just say no. I think what I realized is uh, podcasting is like, I like to think of it sort of as an invitation, right? Like we talk about this idea of networking and all of this stuff, but I like the medium of podcasting because it actually helps you build a more authentic and a deeper relationship with your guests, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we are inviting them on your podcast to share about a topic that they have a passion for and expertise in, right? So from their, their side, it's free advertising for them. Right. Right. Uh, and especially if they have products and services and stuff, like uh, it's, it's advertising for them. But the unique thing about podcasting is uh, it's evergreen content, right? right? So so basically, once it's up there, it's there. And so it's like, almost like recurring advertising for guests. Right? And in that in that way, and this mm-hmm. is something that I find a lot of people when they're just starting out get so nervous about is that there's nobody that is unattainable. Like these people that we put on a pedestal are still at our level and they want to be on shows they want to talk about exactly what you said they want to talk about what they're passionate about they Mm -hmm. want to get the leverage they want to get out there and so you inviting them is actually doing them a favor because they didn't have to do any work you found them out so never ever be afraid to reach out to those seemingly unattainable people because quite honestly unless they're fully booked they'll usually book in with you I mean I just had JJ Virgin reach out to me and ask if she could be on my podcast which is like Mm. the most insane thing ever to have ever happened in this entire podcast journey (laughs) so that was pretty cool and I did no work for that but apparently 
you know, it's starting to get traction and, and these amazing connections start to happen and cross promotion is huge. Just like I was listening to a webinar on the weekend and they were saying like look at the music industry so when drake has a new um cd coming out he'll usually do a um what do they call it when they combine like drake and rihanna will sing together oh, yeah yeah right a collaboration uh, forget, right, you know and, and then rihanna will be on so and so's dvd and mm-hmm. then or dvd cd oh my goodness like, we're I'm dating talking, ourselves here <laughs> yeah i'm totally dating myself here but you know it's that cross collaboration between big people that help to grow everybody's business so you know doing these connections and and you know you and me melvin we never ever would have met had i not had a podcast platform and had you not had a podcast platform same with sean croxton i never ever would have been on his show if i wasn't writing a book and reached out to him for information i mean these mediums give you the leverage to have these big players on your show or be involved in what it is that you're doing But I just strongly encourage everyone that's listening to never be worried about asking. Like, what's the worst thing that'll happen? They'll say, I'm busy. Check with me next year. Like, it's usually never a hard no. Yeah. No, I I found the same experience. And I think what I realize is, uh, you know, like very successful businesses, what they realize is they don't build in isolation, right? They've realized the value. They take more of an abundance mindset. So meaning that even if there are other people in the space and doing similar work, they don't necessarily see them as competition, but more as collaborators. Mm-hmm. And so I I think like this medium of podcasting allows that, right? Uh, because, right, you're right. Like there's no logical reason like you and I would have ever connected, no. right? And, and we don't know where this relationship is going to go. But the thing is, now, right, like if you email me, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Andrea. Like yeah. we connected, right? Like yeah. it's not just from random email. And I think if you think about it that way about uh, about this medium podcasting, I don't know. For me, I think it's completely changed the way like uh, I've thought about my business. I can even give a practical example if it's even helpful. Please do. So uh, I remember so my uh, so my guest on number one. Uh, is somebody that's local to Philadelphia. And then I had a guest that was a little bit later. Um, He's, he was one of the first writers for the Psychology Today blog, which is like one of the top 2000 websites in the entire world. And he writes for the Huffington Post. And I found out he actually lives in a suburb of Philly. And I was like, super starstruck (laughs) reaching out to both of them. Right. Uh, But you know, like a year, year and a half later, we now do a quarterly mastermind together. We actually just meet up in each other's houses and just Perfect. support each other in our business or in our businesses. And yeah, it's it's I think it's just like the the neat things that have, you know, you just never expect. So let's talk about that a little bit more, because that's kind of the whole purpose of putting this information out there is, yes, you're giving away free content. And yes, our, our whole goal is to give and support. But we do want to have some sort of financial backing or at least have it serve a bit of a purpose towards our bottom line. How are you using the podcast as leverage to start to create more income that isn't being a fee-for-service based income? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So um, a couple of different ways. So I actually, uh, I think right now I have about 
uh, five income streams coming through. So uh, one is uh, podcast sponsorships. Uh, we started taking sponsors on the podcast about a year uh, ago. And one of the neat things about from uh, one of the neat things about podcasts advertising is that it's because it's evergreen, right? There's a lot of good value for advertisers. Um, so for example, with my podcast, uh, I record 10 months of the year, I take June and December off just mm -hmm. to spend time with family and those things. But uh, I'm typically booked out, I take one sponsor a month, uh, typically booked out several months um, in advance. So that's one. Uh, the uh, I created a second course because or I created an e-course because a, a bunch of folks in my field started reaching out like, how do you launch a podcast? How do you launch a podcast? Mm -hmm. And uh, I had definitely made my fair share of mistakes. Uh, we were talking about this before, but uh, literally I had nine downloads on the very first day I launched. Uh, it's grown quite a bit. We're actually about to pass 300,000 downloads. Yeah, congratulations. I, uh, yeah, no, thank you. I uh, I would have never expected it, you know, like, and it's crazy, like, I'll get these random emails and it's just like a, a couple of months ago, I got an email from a mom that lives somewhere in the middle of Alaska. So I'm like across the country. Right. And so she was just, she shared this picture with me of her and her like two infants in this stroller and she does her hike and listens to my podcast. Isn't that and nice? Was, yeah. Isn't it just like amazing? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, the world truly is getting flat. Uh, so I all that to say, so I do consulting with that. And I launched a course in community for health, wellness and fitness podcasters called Healthcasters back in 2015. Um, that's now grown to over 100 podcasters. Um, I'm launching a directory here in the next year for health and wellness um, experts just to be for us to be able to connect and collaborate in a, in a more better way. Um, so launching that in the next year, I've got a mastermind that I started, um, still seeing clients in private practice, but, uh, I, I, you know, I had an old supervisor who, uh, who told me when I was still in training, he said, you know, Melvin always have your hand in multiple pots when it comes to income. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand that at the moment. Right. Cause I'm still trying to get my hours for, yeah. <laughs> for, but now I look back and it's like so true because, you know, I think and I fell into this true, is that I just had one income stream, and especially in the helping professions, where uh, we're trading time to create income, usually, mm -hmm. uh, if you're relying on one income channel, there's just too many factors at play, some of which we can control, some of which we can't, like weather and yes. people not showing up, all those things, that it's just not worth the emotional roller coaster of it. Yes, right? I would agree. Uh, and it's not like, and I guess, and I think, I know that you would believe this as well, but like, it's not easy creating other income streams, but you know, it takes work and all of those different things. But I think there's something just, uh, there's just something nice about it, right? Like that you're not, that a cancellation doesn't just wreck you emotionally, yes. you know? Or uh, losing a whole day like you did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that was that was crazy. Like I still remember it was almost 20, 20 clients. So we had this blizzard ended up having to cancel because the roads were just too bad. Yeah. There were down power lines and stuff. And I remember like staring at, we were actually renting a home, saving up for our first home. And I just remember staring out the window, like thinking like, 
I love my profession. I love what I do. But like this way of being a business owner, mm-hmm. it just it's not sustainable, you know? Yeah. Like even long term, right? Like what if something happens, right? Like an illness or something. Yeah. Right. Where all the income is dependent on you being physically present. It's just not, you know, I don't know. But I think the other side of that is um, in this day and age, like we truly do live in this amazing time where uh, I mean, like I literally record, you know, we record from an office or a home office or something, right? And then we have this platform or this message that now reaches all over the world, right? Yeah. And I mean, I can't even think of any other time in history where that's been possible. Not nearly as quickly. Like yeah. you can set up and go today and yeah. start your first podcast today and just get it out there and just let get the ball rolling. Um, the other thing that I want to ask you is how did you come up with the name? So other people, like people will typically get caught up on the title. What am I going to call my podcast? And quite honestly, we all know that it doesn't really matter. It's more the value of that podcast. But I'm really curious how you came up with selling the couch. Yeah, uh, well, short answer in the shower, but (laughs) (laughs) I have my best ideas on the toilet and in the shower. A (laughs) hundred percent. You know what? I it, this is gonna get a little nerdy, but I actually read some research saying that the brain, uh, because we're in a more relaxed state, yes. that we tend to like our our brains tend to more wander and go into the more of those creative spaces. But <laughs> um, so for me, uh, I knew that I had this this business uh, podcast for my field. So I just thought, you know, what's sort of the thing that people think about when they think of counseling, right? It's the therapy couch, right? So I was like, okay, so I like the word couch. Um, So how do I share that in a way that's easy, like easy to remember, but also uh, like that's clear in terms of what the podcast is about. Um, And so I had the word couch and literally in the shower I had, I was like, what about the word selling? And then I was like, selling couch. I was like, selling the couch. So I remember I literally like, like, you know, like dried out, jumped out of the shower and then went and checked if the dot com was available. I was like, yes. So uh, that's basically where I came up with the name. Uh, And I, you know, when I created my podcast logo, I was like very intentional. I wanted to have like a bright red chase lounge because that's sort of the idea. Right. And uh, I wanted folks to both remember the name and have a strong visual. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. Yeah. Now, for those people that you have worked with or <laughs> if other you've gotten so many other people to start podcasting, what has been the turnaround for these people in their own practice? So now we're talking about clinicians trying to get new patients into their office or provide better material to their patients. What are you seeing the return on the investment being for some of your clients? Yeah, I mean, actually, I mean, across the board and and you know, I really do spend a lot of time trying to like research and, and asking them like what they're, um, it seems across the board, uh, their folks are ge- generally getting more clients in their practice. Um, I think the reason is because when you have a podcast that's very specific, right, it's not about you creating just, it's not just about you creating a podcast, you're actually becoming an authority mm-hmm. in the eyes of someone else, right? Uh, and so, that's been generally, I think one of the big other things are a lot of folks in my, in my, in the healthcasters community want to expand beyond just the, the counseling office, right? So, uh, 
people are doing things like workshops, writing a book. Um, so, you know, like I have, uh, like a practical example, Robert Cox is, um, in St. Louis, Missouri, and he has this, uh, interest in the intersection of autism and trauma. Mm -hmm. And so what he actually did was he created a podcast on that topic and he now, uh, does paid workshops Actually, what happened was somebody found him through his podcast, reached out, and now he does paid workshops uh, around the country. He's Amazing. writing his second book, and now he's using the podcast as a way to sh- advertise the book, uh, share free content, and uh, share about these workshops. So now in uh, for him, it's, I think, been about 13, 14 months now. Uh, he's gone from... Uh, having seen clients to now having this other income stream through paid work sh- or paid uh, speeches and then uh, writing this book. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, we, we alluded to this earlier. I think uh, I actually don't think you should just launch a podcast just to launch a podcast. Um, I think you sh- I think we all should use it um, one to give just to like serve our audience. But mm-hmm. two, I think we should use it strategically. Uh, think of it like a platform right, where we're becoming an authority in a certain space. And then you use the podcasting platform to branch off into different paid, uh, paid services and products. Yeah. Any final tips that you would give to anyone who's thinking of starting a podcast or getting themselves out there or, you know, any stories that you have to share about, you know, this was hard, but this is what it's like now that you could share with the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think honestly, uh, the editing the podcast was the hardest part for me. Uh, I had never edited audio before and it definitely triggered up a lot of my perfectionism. I, I don't think I ever realized I said, um, and uh, as much as, <laughs> as I do. And, uh, and so editing was initially a little, a little bit difficult for sure. Uh, I let go of that perfection. And then the other thing is, uh, by about 13 episodes in I uh have you read this book the e-myth revisited I have it but I have not read it okay it's a really good book Uh, it's like one of my most favorite books and in this book they they talk about this idea of working on your business versus in your business Mm -hmm. and most of us in the service-based professions are used to working in our business Mm -hmm. right trading time to create income doing everything for our business right Whereas uh, the book argues that just when you look at like really successful and smart business owners, what they learn to do is they take that step back and they learn to distinguish between the technician in them, the manager in them and the entrepreneur in them. And they give equal weight to all of those. So part of working on your business means that you're delegating a bunch of different tasks, Mm -hmm. uh, things that either you don't have time for or you feel like somebody else could do it faster and better. Yeah. Right. So I, uh, I would say like for most people editing, unless you just love editing is probably going to be the first thing you outsource. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think as the podcasting industry like grows, there's a lot of, um, great services. Um, uh, I, I would recommend, uh, let me see. Uh, I would recommend, so I use, um, I use Christy Hausler over at team podcast to do my editing. Um, you can also look on like Upwork, um, mm-hmm. 
Upwork.com to find podcast editors. Other things are like local universities uh, yeah. where you may be connected to, right? Like they usually have a sound program or music, music program. Um, and those are great folks. Usually podcast editing is around 25 to about 45 an episode, depending on what kind of work you need. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's always been well worth it because it's freed up a lot of time for me to create other 100%. things. 100%. Like, I remember trying to edit one podcast, and it was literally taking me, like, I couldn't believe it. It was I was, like, four hours in, and then yeah. I was eight hours, and I was like, you know, forget it. Like, yeah. I just don't it's have just, time for that. Yeah. It's just not, you know, I think that was the biggest. It's just not worth the loss of sanity, maybe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, uh, but I think, I mean, and it was so hard, uh, truthfully, like for me to let go of that, because I was like, it's almost like Melvin, even though you've never edited audio before, you can do it better than everyone else. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because I think this is, this is something I think many of us have, which is, uh, we're just generally like smart people, and we love learning. Right. So we want to try to be the best. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's good to take a step back and say, hey, you know what? You probably can learn this, but is it really going to bring you the return on investment? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Melvin, for coming on the show and helping people understand how, you know, not terrifying it is if you wanted to start a podcast and how it can be a great way to create not only you as an authority in your space, but also help to drive more income into your practice. If people want to get in touch with you, what are the best ways to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the best way is to find me on the blog at sellingthecouch.com. Uh, There's a contact form there and email me. Uh, definitely will respond. Good. Thank you so much again for being on the show. You're so welcome. So I'm sure there are some of you now that have listened to the entire show and you're thinking, okay, I'm ready to start a podcast and now I don't know what to do. I've given you the steps. So ultimately what you have to do is look on Amazon find a great microphone. I personally use the Blue Yeti mic and there's other ones. There's the Rode Podcaster, but quite honestly, if you don't invest in at least good audio, the podcast is not going to sound good. So that is probably the most important thing for you to do is find a great mic, but it doesn't have to be the most expensive one. And you do need some sort of a windscreen or um, this. I have, If you can see the video, I have this little black circle thing. I can't ever remember what it is, but that cost me like $10. And that helps with the enunciation of some of your words. And then ultimately you record it using your computer or your phone, as Melvin had talked about. You put it up onto Lisbon. They will send it out into YouTube, not YouTube, iTunes and Stitcher, and I use Podbean as well. And then you've got your show. Now, if there is something that's missing, the one thing that it is, is taking away the fear and taking action. And that's why I would love to hop on a free call with you for 30 minutes and we can break down all the steps. You know that I'm 100% transparent with everything that I do who I use, what I use, how much it costs, so I can help you kind of map out how this is going to look for you. Um, because I don't want you to just listen to this information, be excited about starting something, and then not take any steps forward to make that dream happen. Because I don't want you to be like Melvin and sit on the idea for five months, because that's five months worth of podcasts that you could have had out there into the internet and having leads coming into your office. We'd want to wait five months from now. 
We want to get this started today. So go to the website maximizebusiness.ca and click on work with me and book in your 30-minute strategy call. And at the very least of getting on that phone call with me, we will develop your entire strategy on how you can start your podcast. So I think it's kind of a win-win for you and I get to see who's listening to my show and who I can help out further because Remember, as I always say, this podcast is 100% for you and helping you take action. But if you don't take action, nothing is going to change in your business. So go to my website, maximizebusiness.ca, click on work with me or contact me in any way, shape or form you'd like, and we can set up that strategy call. If there is a topic that you'd like me to cover or something else that you're curious about or a question or a concern that you have around your practice, send them my way and I will make a show specifically for you. This is Andrea Maxim with the Profitable Practice Podcast and I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you as always for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment, and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.